That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking. Talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. Where we think we're talking about something fairly benign. Yeah. And there will be a, a deluge of emails about me being anti-sock. Well, what you have to watch out for is Big Sock. Welcome back to another episode of That Don't Sound Right, a podcast about talking. We're your co-hosts. I'm Peter Billen. I'm Cecil Davis. And we're just trying to have a conversation without Googling or fact-checking. Those things can so easily kill the conversation. You know, and this week, um, based on one of our conversations, episode 21, Rubber Meets the Road, this goes all the way back to season one. That's season one. That's old school. That's old. Uh, I was listening to a, an NPR show episode. Yeah. And they were talking about how heavier cars cause more damage to the road and that now the rubber that's coming off the tire is really starting to cause some environmental damage. And so it reminded me of episode 21. We have a more important issue tonight because we have someone in the remote studio tonight. Well, what, who, who, who are we Scott welcome? Scott Spickard. Welcome to the show, Scott. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So the reason you're here is you wrote us a letter that contained three ideas. Do you remember the letter? Yes, I've got it pulled up right here to, to refresh my memory. So um, what were your three ideas for a podcast? So we got three topics uh, that just fit perfectly with, with your uh, concept here. So the first one I've heard from a couple of my friends that wearing socks to bed positively impacts their sleep. Oh, I think that God. just doesn't sound right. Second one. Oh, forget about it. Okay, we'll talk about that. <laughs> All right, what's next? Cold showers don't sound right to me. I can appreciate that. I think I have some comments on that. And then this last one might be kind of the silliest of them all, but I've heard recently that high fives were formally invented in the 1970s. (laughs) Formally? Formal, I love it. Formally. Formally invented. I think I have some thoughts on that, too. Do you really? Yeah. Interesting. So, Scott, before we dive into these very good topics, uh, what what brought you to that don't sound right? Because um, uh, our, I would think our average listener tends to be a little older and more curmudgeonly than you. <laughs> that's right. Well, yeah, that's a good point. And I think that that brings up the fact that older folks are often wiser. So I'm just uh, – Trying to, you know, start early with listening to the great content that's out there. Scott, get, um, get asked back on the, ep- that's on right. the podcast. That's fine. Scott obviously is a man of, a young man of fine taste and discernment. <laughs> let's start with, just, let's start with the top one. The top one was socks. Yeah. Wearing socks to bed positively impacts your sleep is what you said. That's right. So, so we've got two really good friends, Phil and Samuel, and they both told me, that they don't know the science behind this. And in the spirit of the show, we haven't looked it up at all, but they say that if, if they need a good night's sleep, they wear socks to bed. And I have not heard. In fact, I've heard the exact opposite from most other people that 
completely detest wearing socks to bed. Um, but the, it, it, it seems so funny that Phil, for example, doesn't wear socks always to bed, which I asked him why, if it makes him sleep better and he doesn't know. <laughs> um, but the, they just know that they sleep better when wearing socks to bed. Interesting. Does he wear socks during the summer with sandals? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> he no, he's generally barefoot in the summer. Yeah, all right. I can't sleep in I can't sleep in socks. Can you sleep in socks? I can, but it has to be extreme winter conditions. Yeah, I, but even then, even then, I find my I find my feet sweating. Mm-hmm. And I gotta pull those things off. I mean, when it when even when it's ten degrees outside. I cannot, you know, when I first get in the, my sleeping bag, the only reason I'm putting socks on is because the whole sleeping bag's so dang on. Mm-hmm. But once no. everything warms up, the socks are off. Yeah, no, that's that's two different. Like in a bed in a sleeping bag, I can see in the sleeping bag because you're trying to stay I, warm. No, but. once I'm in the bag, once I'm in the bag, the socks are off. Yeah, but I I can't. Have you experienced? I have worn yeah, I have worn socks to bed occasionally, but I'm they're generally coming off at some point in the night. Because even if I start cold, at some point in the night, my I, my body is heating up and this, they they got to come off. And I think like so, my wife wears socks to bed. Does she? That's yes. right. She. That's yeah. right. We were talking when when yeah. Scott first sent this email. We started talking about right. this, and Christy says she yes. does, doesn't she? Yeah, she wears socks to bed, and yes. I do not. I cannot. And we also have another thing that has happened where. She tucks the sheets into the bottom of the bed, and I can't sleep with tucked in sheets. Because your feet are pointed down where we're right. lying on yeah, your back. Yeah, right. And, and then big feet. You actually can pull a muscle when you're trying to keep exactly. that sheet out. Exactly. It's dangerous. Exactly. <laughs> now, to me, I don't like feeling the constriction on my feet. I don't like feeling like I'm mm-hmm. – I don't like having this, the sheets tied around my feet, and I don't like having socks on either. Uh, is, is, <clears throat> is your wife cold natured? Yes. All right, so this is a this is probably is comforting to her. She probably, does your wife sleep in socks? She does not. Does she, she detest socks? You know, I haven't asked. I don't think she detests mm. anything. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> does your fiance, she would she, she know, would she would say it's not her favorite? Is what Bunny would say. Do you know if your fiance sleeps in socks? She does not. She does not. So she's definitely in the no sock camp. Have you That's tried right. Sleeping in socks? Yes. Yeah. I can't do it. No, 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 no. You can't do it because because of prior experience. But have you tried recently? Well, now I'll have to experiment again. You do? Yeah. I have tried this. When we first talked about this, yeah. I went and tried the socks. How'd it go? I lasted five minutes. <laughs> I, I almost feel like this has maybe has maybe made us wander again into a ice kind of episode where we think we're talking about something fairly benign. Yeah. And there will be a a deluge of emails about me being anti-sock. Well, what you have to watch out for is big sock. Right. Big sock is going to come after us. <laughs> you know, I have a friend who's a vice president of um, uh, operations for a sock company. Really? Why, yeah. we, why have we not put him, his we, company on the podcast? We may and have to contact some, that. And gotten contact. some free socks out of this right. deal. And it's one of these farm defeat kind of things. Ah, some really? of the socks are. Okay. Yeah, not all of them. Does, does of he them. listen to the podcast? Uh, I don't think so. No. I think he occasionally has listened to me just so he can, so he can face me. But back to socks. I mean, I think you're right. This is probably a very polarizing, polarizing subject because I think Christy would really disagree with you about wearing socks. Right. And she'll listen to this episode. And she will. 
Scott, I think you have I think you have tapped into the spirit of our podcast. So I think too. I mean, I think there's something about whether a person is cold natured or warm natured. Mm. I don't think it's universally true that wearing socks to bed positively impacts one's sleep. If one is cold natured, right? I think it does because what's the what's the first thing that happens that you have a that what's the first thing that gets cold when you're outside? My nose. When you're standing around. Your feet. Your feet. <laughs> and there's a lot of blood going down there. Right. Right. There's a lot yeah. of blood. There's a lot of heat exchanging going on there. Yeah. You can lose a lot of heat through your feet. Really? You warm those, keep those feet warm. Right. You can keep your core temperature right. And you can keep your core temperature comfortable for whatever comfort you. You know, I was listening to another podcast about a different, different topic. And in general, mm. uh, women do are, are, co- do not, um, prefer colder temperatures. Yeah. yeah. They're about two degrees Celsius warmer. So the average woman prefers a 26 degrees Celsius room. Yeah. Whereas a man's a 26 degree. It's kind of, it's, um, scientifically data-driven information, huh. that there is a temperature difference. So it doesn't surprise me that Christy right. would want to wear socks to keep keep her closer to 26 degrees Celsius. Well, I think we now need to just do a general survey, a general that don't sound right. like survey on all the sock wearers out there. Well, we're all sock wearers. Well, all the nighttime <laughs> sock wearers. <laughs> all right, so... Well, Scott, was- what's your theory on why... Well, I mean, what's the theory? What's your theory, Scott, on why... Someone would say this, or what? What's the what's the um, physiology behind it? Do you think? That's yeah. I this is probably the one topic out of the three that I have hardly anything to contribute. I think that my friends Phil and Samuel are really funny people, and I don't think I can explain their behavior with any science. I got you. Well, let's move on to one of your topics that you feel. Well, I'm, I'm not. Right. Are I'm, you not doing socks? What about you? What What is your theory behind why socks is is gives people good sleep? I mean, I'm not gonna. Oh, I don't. I'm not. I, I'm I just, not gonna argue. I'm not gonna argue with people that say, "Hey, I sleep better with socks." I dispute that. I dispute the claim that people sleep better. You really? With socks. You think Christy would sleep better without socks? Yeah, I think so. I think everybody <laughs> would. I think the entire world would sleep better. <laughs> Without, if wait. they didn't use I so much ice, I can't wait for her to hear this. If they didn't use so much ice and they slept with, didn't sleep with socks, I think the world would be a better place. Yeah, no, I don't think. I, you think I, she'd sleep better without socks? Yeah, really? I think anybody would. You should. Are you going to ask her to sleep without well, socks? Now, now I've got to ask. You do have to ask. Yeah. So. <laughs> so you may have, you may have now caused a marital. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 move through this. Yep. Yeah. We'll move through this together. The um, so your next one was uh, what high fives? What was it? Oh, it was, no high fives. So you think high fives were intentionally invented in the seventies? Formally invented. Formally invented. So, I, so this one, this one comes from my fiance Sarah. She saw a video um, from somewhere that she shared with me that I have not watched again for the spirit of the show. <laughs> But, and this video comes from the uh, Major League Baseball. So, you know, fairly reputable source here. 
And from the gist, from what I saw from the headline of the video, again, not watching it, is that there was some player in the late 1970s who claims to have invented a high five when he was running around the bases. And frankly, this makes no sense to me because I don't think it's possible to invent human behavior unless you were around at the very beginning of the world. It's a good point. Just slapping someone else's hand. Yes. And, and call, being able to kind of coin the phrase high five. You, surely there were some people slapping each other's hands above their shoulders for ages. So you're saying that the low five already existed. The give me five. Exactly. Prior to 1970. It seems like they, what was common was the low five and this baseball player invented the high five. Finally, uh, 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 raising his hand above his shoulder to, to make contact. Give me five. Give me, five. Was a kid. Give me some skin. Yeah, give me skin. Mm-hmm. Give me some five. And you slap pants. Right. I saw it down low. Yeah. But I was born in the 70s. I mean, I was born in the 60s. Yeah. So I would have been around when this was invented. If I would have been young. Well, you know, when we first, when we first, when I first read about that, the first thing that did come to mind is some mm-hmm. kind of sports. There's a mm-hmm. lot of camaraderie among sports teams when things go right. Like what kind of sports do you see a lot of high, just fives and slapping around? Right. Baseball. Baseball. How about volleyball? Really? Yeah. The, the, the guys and gals that play volleyball after, after something, they're always, actually they're, they're high tens, right? Well, I think let's go all the way back to what you're saying. So the hot, the five, the five, give me five, well, he's talking about the high five. I know, but okay. the give me five. Where'd that come from? That's already around because people are slapping yeah, hands. That's, that's, I think that may have come from, and I have no idea about this. <laughs> so our listener number one will love this because now we're, now we're way out over our skis. In this case, we're way out over our surfboard because Dun-dun-dun. when you hang your hang toes up. off of the front of the surfboard, isn't okay. that called hanging five? And if you get both feet off, it's hanging 10. Isn't that what hanging 10 is? Ah, oh, you know, I'd have no Giorgio idea. is throwing his phone against the wall right now, being from Hawaii. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, so I think hanging five is hanging, is putting five toes on the front of the board. Hanging ten is hanging ten toes off. That's what hanging ten means. Interesting. I don't see how that's, so, I don't see so the now physics behind wait, that myself. Yeah. I would think you'd flip the board over. I would think you'd flip the board too. Whatever. Yeah, hanging ten. But, so now we've established the use of the vernacular hanging five. So then, that leads to give me five. That's five yeah, fingers, I'm not buying it. <laughs> right? I'm not. So now you've got you've gone from the handshake to the give me five, and now you've got to get it above your shoulders for the high five. And so a guy in baseball running around the bases, he's got his hands up. Someone hits his hand, and he calls it the high five. And exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a, on a I'm not gonna go out on a surfboard. I'm gonna go out on a limb. Okay. Um, when was the uh, when was the last pin? What was the, when was the pandemic prior to this last one? There was one in the 1800s. Uh, 1918. 1918. Yeah, Spanish flu. I am going to posit that's when the five came out because of disease. The low five. Yes, because think about what we did with our pandemic. Mm. We went from shaking hands to fist bumps. Yes. 
And I think what happened was mm. in the, during that pandemic, they went from <laughs> shaking hands to just high, just give me five. That's uh, <laughs> how, how many germs are going to be transmitted? I don't know. Five. This, maybe. Is, a, this is a germ <laughs> issue during the first pandemic, just like we did fist bumping yeah. during ours. I thought my actually we did elbow bumping. Uh, Remember when I, we did yeah, elbow bumping? I, for I thought my surfboard explanation was way out there, but now. <laughs> The Spanish flu of 1918. That's what brought in the first give me five. Now, I, I, I mean, I can live with 1970s high five going around the bases, right. you know, your hands up, your teams lining up against the third right. baseline. You're giving everyone high fives. But he's uh, named I, it. He's the one that says he's Yeah. So, so does this guy, does he, this guy claim it that he named it? I think so. But I mean, to Scott's point, we haven't been around throughout all of history. I mean, so there could have been Roman centurions high-fiving Doing each other. Doing high-fives? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm assuming there was a low-five then. Right. Of course, they may have just been holding their hands like a V. Because that would be the Roman numeral five. <laughs> ah, well, they're Vulcans. <laughs> yeah, Star so. Trek. So what's your theory on this Yeah, guy? what's going on with that? What's your, what, what's your talk about that? Yeah, I, th- I think just a little bit of what I said earlier, just the audacity of somebody, and in this case, all of Major League Baseball, to claim the invention of a human behavior that has, where we have a lot of lived human life before the late 1970s. Um, of course, I was not around in the 70s or, or, or before that. Um, but I just, it, it just don't sound right to, to be able to sit here and, and claim that you are the inventor. Maybe you can say you've, in, in different terms, like you can say, we were the first to do this on a baseball diamond. Okay. 100%, go for it. But let's not, let's not claim a, a generic high five for the world when we have such a small slice of perspective. The beauty of his claim is that whoever did it is dead. Right. And can't believe it. And, <laughs> we, and clearly, we don't know. <laughs> and, and I think, I do agree with Scott, it'd be like someone saying they invented the kiss or the hug. Exactly. Or the fist bump. The fist bump or, the you know, the pat on the back. I invented the pat on the back. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, um, football players, they slap each other on the rear end. Yeah. So that's what you invented. They invented someone, some football player in the... All right, Scott, I agree with you on that. I think that's a little far to say that someone could invent human behavior. Now, your your last your last thing, I think we'll probably go into another larger episode. We might have to talk about a little this on another episode. Yeah. Let's talk about it now. By the way, all right, um, I feel like maybe we'll get an email from Phil and who else? Samuel. And Samuel coming on to refute. <laughs> I would like, I, we would welcome, uh, so our email is tdsr podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Um, but also you can contact us on TDSR podcast on Instagram. Right. Or message us there. Scott, you can, you have my, you have the secret hotline now. So. You do have the secret hotline. Text hotline. So now you've got, so the last episode, the last, um, topic is, uh, cold showers. Tell us about this. All right. Cold showers. So this might be the most, controversial out of the three, I will say, because I know there's a lot of science behind uh, like ice baths, for example, and just cold 
water, the something earth, our brains and bodies react well to cold water, cold things. I'm not a STEM or science person by any means, so it's all above my head. But my argument for that cold showers don't sound right is that for me, it makes no sense for anybody to choose a cold shower in the morning or at night, like to wake themselves up or to kind of shock their system versus a nice warm shower that makes you feel comfortable, safe. Um, I've heard some things around like there's a reason why a lot of people have their best thoughts in a shower. Um, if it's warm water, of course, in my <laughs> argument here, because of how your body is, is in a, like a calmed, a calming state. So you're able to maybe think and have more creative ideas or solve problems to things going on in your life. Um, so my, my whole argument is around the fact that there's no way it can be any better than a warm shower uh, because of all the benefits of a warm shower and the pain that comes from a cold shower and how, um, yeah, how it's, how it cannot be any good. And I, I can speak from experience. I've tried it a couple of times when people say how amazing cold showers are. And I start with the water on cold and maybe this is just a me thing. I, I immediately turn it to hot, to hot cause I, I cannot stand there in the cold water. I, uh, so I, I don't like a cold shower, but I actually do take cold showers. You take cold showers? Yes, perfect. That just don't sound right. Do you start <laughs> off hot and go cold or do you go right I into the cold? Start off hot and go cold. Okay. I finish cold. Do you finish cold? Yeah. How long are you cold for? Not long, but I will take it. I'll 30 take seconds, it 10 seconds, 60 10, seconds. 15 seconds. Okay. All right. But uh, there is a listener out there. I do think that will take exception to this because, uh, it's one of my cousins who he will, <laughs> He will go into a cold pool in the winter, uh, you know, like in the morning. Mm. So Gotta get the blood I, I think we should talk more about this. I, it's interesting, um, Scott, that you when you sent this, uh, since you sent us this email about these three topics, um, I, I ended up talking with a friend of mine who's a counselor, and we were talking about some things. And he mentioned talking about cold therapy mm. and how it helps the the vagus nerve. Right. And then uh, I was talking to my brother-in-law. We were talking about, I think we were watching a commercial and someone slipped mm. into the cold bath. And I said, oh, yeah, this listener is talking about cold showers and wondering if this is, if that's all, how, you know, how helpful that really is. Yeah. He sent me, my brother-in-law sent me a podcast. About cold show? About, well, about cold therapy. About the cold in therapy, right. So not not necessarily ice baths, but just cold therapy in, in general. So I think I think this would be because all of it don't sound right. I agree with you, Scott. Uh, I, cold showers, they are oh, they think, are miserable. I think this will be a whole. I think this will be a whole another episode about cold therapy and cold showers. So I think we should say go ahead and say tune in. Tune in for the next. Tune in. So that means. That don't sound right, but you've come to the end of another that don't sound right. I, I will just say I'm really excited to hear all of the the comments, the emails that get sent in, and all the other thoughts because I hope these are thought provoking and, and maybe draw in some more younger folks with Phil and Samuel and well, some of our other good friends. Yeah. 
Yeah, we at least have two new listeners, Phil and Jack. One episode. That's right. All right. Well, it has been uh, good to have you on here. Uh, so what do you do? What do you do for a living? So I live in Raleigh. I work uh, for the North Carolina Courage and North Carolina FC, the professional uh, women's and men's soccer teams uh, here in the Triangle. And I'm on the corporate sponsorship uh, team. So I help fulfill and activate all of our um, partnerships with yeah, our corporate sponsors. No kidding. So if TDSR wanted to be a corporate sponsor of a soccer team, what would it, what would it cost us? Can you tell us that that's, here? That's a great question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we have all kinds of different packages. So, it's you know, if you can. It's free. Probably not. <laughs> well, hey, we need to get our word out there, out in the market. So this is a, some good free advertising for us. Well, it's been great having you on. Thanks for the three topics. We're going to come back to the cold therapy one and we'll probably Perfect. be responding to the, <laughs> to the, <laughs> the email that comes in from the, at least to the sock one, I think. Yeah, I think the socks are going to draw some. Yeah, some it might higher. be, it might be another ice episode. All right. Well, don't sound right, but you've come to the end of another. That don't sound right. Hey, before we close, we want to thank everyone for listening. If this is your first time with the conversation, would you consider hitting the subscribe button on the platform you listen with? Also, if you're a long-time listener, please give us a rating. Leave us a review so others can easily find us and join the conversation. And uh, once again, thanks for being here, Scott. And That Don't Sound Right is a production of, well, before I say that, uh, Wonderfully Made Designs is advertises with us, and they are a small business that specializes in custom-made T-shirts and decals. Contact Casey on Facebook at Wonderfully Made Designs 139.14. Use code TDSR10 for 10% off your first purchase. We still got we still got a coupon code. We still got a coupon code. Whoa. That Don't Sound Right is a production of TDSR Podcast in conjunction with Campbell City Studios. I am your co-host and sound engineer, Cecil. Peter is your other host and your web designer. Scott has been our guest tonight. Hey, Scott. Camille is our barista. Uh, we've, I, we have three Scots listening to us now. <gasps> At least. This Scott and my cousin Scott. Oh, good grief. Uh, Emily is our graphic designer. Elle does our IG. Giorgio tests our merchandise and is currently writing an email correcting me about my surfing <laughs> references. Hang five. <laughs> Brent is our international brand ambassador. And as always, listener number one is Scott. Scott. So until next week, keep talking. And stay curious. Mm-hmm.